I ran out of breath through that. I now know. Start the podcast. (laughs) No. Start the po- I I am not going to stop. Start. (laughs) I was trying to get the fucking, um, do the BS theme. Pod. Cat. Scotty, I'm a spell. I thought you were, I'm a spank that ass. I, I, I am if you gonna keep being unruly. If <laughs> you gonna keep being unruly. <laughs> you just, you start Scotty, crying. this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. If you keep being unruly. Son, stop acting out. Son, I Don't swear. I'm a count to three, boy. I'm a count to three on this, and you better, I swear. What did you just say, Dad? Shut up. You Are you playing that internet? You playing on Son, that internet, Dad, down there. Dad. No more, I'm cutting it down. I swear, it's God, over. you better start a show right now, boy. I'll fucking whip that down. Dad. <laughs> Dad, please, no. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about that load! I'm a load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L A. K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner! And of course, over there on the other side of the podcasting aisle, it is the man that does not have a wavy, wavy, colorful keyboard like I do, Scotty Moore. Well, I mean, we already know what kind of keyboard I have. It's a keyboard of pain that I play with my mouth. It's utter suffering. It's the- it is hate. It is the instrument of Lucifer that will play six times and signal his return. Like I, I just would love because like the intro, the two best damn men of all time. I was waiting for you to be like, no, no, not anymore. No, uh, child, it, it's not going to happen anymore. I am no, I am no longer a man. Some would say I am less. Some would say more. Who knows? One of the two. Oh, man, it's been... We'll only know what the day of judgment when Lucifer plays his fucking horrid instrument. <laughs> he plays his melodica and signals his uh, his arrival. Uh, dude, we've had to miss... Well, it's been like two weeks, hasn't it? It's... Has it? Well, because we missed last week because in Alabama, one inch of snow means that I'm fucked and can't get on the road anymore. And I was trapped at my girlfriend's house for three days. And then I went to Disney World. Oh, I never really got the whole story from that. I just thought you were dead for a couple of days. I do. All right. I got full on flu shit, like, for a while there. And I was like, no. Like, my body, have you ever gotten to that, well, vacation's coming up and we can't. Like, I'm not sure you kind of experience it as an actor. Because I got it when I was an actor, too. Which is like... Oh no, the show's coming up this week. I'm not getting sick. 
Like, you'll be in your bed, like, vomiting blood and be like, yeah, no, that's nope. just a thing I'm doing right now. Like, I'm not sick. That's I'll be fine. That's where I, I was with stage. the Disney trip. I was like, they were staring at me. They're like, Scotty, you haven't moved in, like, six hours. You haven't eaten food, and you're, like, coughing up blood. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm fine. Like, we're going to be at... We're going to be at Epcot in a couple days, baby. Don't worry. I'm going to be okay. And I was. like, if And then he died. And then he died. He just died at Epcot. Oh, man. I want to retell this. I think you'll get a more of amusement out of this story than Jim did. I, I told this story on uh, the Opposite Attractions podcast, but I'll rehash it. So you know the Donald Duck ride? The magical Donald Duck ride? Um, okay, hold on. I was just about to say that you, that is how you died, because you got so drunk at Epcot, you just passed out on the three amigos, and they didn't notice your body for three weeks. Oh, no, 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 that's, I introduced that ride to Emily, like, this ride is magical. She's like, I don't get it, what's so magical? It's just like a, it's like a lazy boat ride, right? And I'm like... Yep. Yeah, but wait and watch what happens to your body. Because that ride, you will get on Stone Cold Sober. And you will leave that ride like, yeah, fuck, things just happen. There's ducks. There's ducks everywhere. It's duck all the way down. Yeah, I think I, I think this uh, it is caused by something like, you know when you're kind of at like a party or something where you're imbibing, yeah. as it were, and then, you know, you're kind of up and you're just doing stuff kinda, like you are at a Disney park. You're kind of active and stuff. Then you get on the sit-down ride. And, and, and it's a your body, lengthy ride. Yeah, and your body has time to be like, oh, shit, what have I done? Yeah, that's what happened. But my favorite point of the ride was we got to the... Because you will go around, like, that big Mayan temple-looking thing in the beginning. But then there's the video screen where it shows the Dos Caballeros... And they're like, awesome, it's me, Fucko, and me, Paco, and Donald. And then Donald doesn't show up. There was a child on our boat who fucking lost his shit when Donald wasn't there. I, I don't know why, but he was just like, <gasps> where's Donald? What the fuck happened? Donald, no! Donald! And I was like... <gasps> Oh, I feel you, man. We're going to find him. Don't worry, big man. We're going to go get Donald. Oh. Uh, have you seen the, the new DuckTales? <laughs> I have not seen new Duck. I need to see new DuckTales. I watched the first two episodes, and I just—I have to say, I'm a very big fan. Yeah. It uh, was very nice. I'm not... I think my body still knew it was sick, and I was just holding off, though, because at one point... It was Saturday when we went to Universal and I uh, and I drank the entire world that I had this moment where I was like, I should feel drunk right now. I know I should feel drunk, except my stomach, it felt like a vacuous black hole and whatever I put in there was just like sucked in immediately to a point where I think, if I remember correctly, I did in fact start messaging you angry at the fact that I was not drunk. I was like, Blake, this is bullshit. I've spent a lot of money, a lot of hard-earned money on liquor today, and I'm not feeling a damned thing. Now, 
let me throw this at you. Yeah. I think this was more of a... So, you know how you know when you're about to die from frostbite? You, like, your body gets the sensation of being extremely warm? Yeah. I think (laughs) that your body had consumed so much alcohol at that point that it was just... That it just reached the point where it's like, all right, this is where we're going out. You know what? We're fine. You're saying I looped back around. I went through drunk and looped back around to, I'm fine. Like, what? I don't know what happened. Um, You hit that veritable 99999 scorecard and it just rolled right back over to zero. Oh, man. That was was something. And then, um, but I did reach real drunkness the next day when our uh, co-host on Fight Boys, Dylan, took us out drinking at Disney Springs. You mean Dylan the Giant Man? The Giant... Dude, I forgot how tall Dylan was. It gets awkward standing next to Dylan at points. Because I'm just like, hey, bud, I'm going to need you to lean down or something. I like, I need us to eat at tables. I w- cannot stand next to you. Um, so that's that's what was going on. I was already awkward. I drank a lot. And then, um, and then after that... We got real drunk and just decided to go see Last Jedi. And I don't remember most of it. Like, oh man. Because I've read the plot summary of... I had already read the plot summary of Last Jedi, knowing, like, I'm never going to see this. And I knew the plot going up to it. If you want to know a great, great conversation I got to have with my girlfriend... It was her who had never seen Star Wars and a very drunk me having to explain seven movies at once and being like, okay, so there's this fucking guy, right? Luke, son of a... To be fair, you could have skipped the prequel. I think I did. I can't remember. (laughs) But I do remember distinctly being like, fucking Luke. All right, episode one. Luke's a guy and then fucking... He finds a robot, and the robot has a lady in it. And the lady's like, save me, old man. Well, it turns out the old man, the guy, the fucking boy on the... Luke, he knows the old man. Yeah, I know, it doesn't make sense. Like, it logically would not happen this easily. But yeah, he go find the old man, then the old man... I don't know why I'm turning into, like, a Ugandan uh, knuckles. It's okay. I'm gonna attribute this to... You being very drunk and not being a huge fan, but the, none of what you're saying makes sense. It makes because Star Wars makes sense. Oh yeah, nothing in Star Wars makes sense. <laughs> no, I'll... no, um, no, everything in Star Wars makes sense. No, okay, it's okay. The fact that Obi Wan lives on the same planet as Luke, no, with the prequels, makes sense, but. In 1974, when it first came out, lot of buck wild shit. Like, well, A, it didn't matter, and B, anybody with half a brain would be like, oh, once they figure out who Luke is later on, because that's the point of having movies with stories, (laughs) it's like, oh, of course. Oh, like... Or just nobody thought about it because it was a good movie. Well, I'm saying the odds of, firstly, the odds of, firstly, getting the robot. That's perfectly out of, like, 
random because he wasn't even going to get R2. It's not random. It's the force, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the best plot device ever created. The force does anything. If you need an explanation for anything in Star Wars, it's just the fucking force. It's just the force. The force did it. Stop overthinking it. It's the fucking force. Enjoy the goddamn movie. I'm doing the opposite of overthinking it. I'm not overthinking it. I'm looking at the facts. And the facts is this exactly. fucker got a robot. You're and it way turns too out, overthinking it. And the robot has a video on it from his sister that he does not know exists about a guy who just so happens to live on the same planet. Because it's the Force. Okay, whatever. I am saying ignoring the Force. Also, Leia did know where to find Obi-Wan because that's why they were going to that planet. I'm aware of that, but I am in fact saying the fact that Luke, her brother, getting it is completely ignoring the Force because I see you touching your glasses. Ignore yeah, because... Obi-Wan was on the same planet because he was watching over Luke. I'm aware of that. Because Leia knew where Obi-Wan was, they're on the same planet. Al Bundy has the best description of this right now, which is, You drunk tarts get lost. <laughs> oh, I this... wish I had something to drink, oh, man. Al Bundy. <laughs> but Al fuck off. Al Bundy, give us liquor. Oh, so how's your week been? Because that's my, been my week. You know what? My week was going pretty pretty good. Please pretty don't good. go back into Star Wars. Don't go back pretty into good. that place. Until about 45 seconds ago. <laughs> my week Still was fine until this fucker started. Of just understanding, you were my best friend. <laughs> You were my brother, Anakin! Pulled this on me. You were supposed Scotty to bring Moore. balance to the Force, not destroy it. Oh, Jesus. No, you didn't even destroy it. You just didn't want to believe in it. I didn't believe in the Scotty, Force. Scotty, I have the moral high ground. I have the moral high ground. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, all right. We heard about how your week was. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to my week, have you ever dove into a swimming pool? Okay. And just been swimming under the water for a little while. It, and that a shark then you kind of come up. Yeah, then the, the shark, no. Then you just kind of come up and you don't really realize that you were underwater for as long as you were. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what happened in between that span of time where... You first entered the pool and you came back out. I don't remember the last three weeks of my life. <laughs> oh, that's right, because your show's going up. Okay. I'm Yeah, I'm doing a theater, and when you do a theater, it just kind of consumes every little bit of your soul, body, and essence. Yeah. Um, I know that one night, I had... Okay. A big margarita. Okay, there we go. Anytime that pause happens in a Blake story, it is me kind of being afraid of how much liquor is Blake about to say? How much is he about to say? Not that much. Just a big margarita. Yeah. 
like one like, of, like a novelty oversized one or yeah oh that's that good good like the kind oh. they'll put a corona upside down inside of oh yeah boy that was good and that's my week <laughs> that's Two my weeks. entire week three weeks big margarita boy blake big margarita boy blake yeah, for me at Universal, it, it, well, no, because it started at Epcot, there were a few moments where I was getting concerned because, like, you've been to Epcot with me, and essentially it's buy a drink from one establishment and drink it on the way to get a drink from another establishment. Yeah. That's what was going on, except I didn't have my bud with me drinking along. I had Emily, who doesn't drink much, following behind me and being like, all right, cool. Wait, where are you going? I'm Yeah, I'm going to get another drink. You, you just finished a drink. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. No, it's not a problem if I'm on vacation. <laughs> if I'm no, on that's vacation, the- it's not a problem. Well, that's the game of drinking around the world at Epcot. Yeah, just going from one beast to another and slow. Oh, man, I got mad for, like, a brief moment because a couple weeks ago I had a free ticket from when I was used to live down there. And, um... My keyboard just fell down. Oh, no! going. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I had a free ticket, so I called Disney to make sure, like, hey, this is going to work, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, is it this ticket number and all this? And I go, yeah. And they go, okay, cool. So we show up to get my girlfriend, my lady's ticket. <laughs> um, oh, no, Captain Tibbs has arrived in the chat. Um, so uh, we go to get her ticket, and then I go, all right, can I see... Um, uh, can I just make sure my ticket works? They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. No, really, it doesn't? You fucker, I called like two weeks ago, and I became like the angry dad who was just like, this is my vacation. Give me everything I want. Uh, and apparently angry, da- angry dad is also Alex Jones. And he's just uh, trying to teach my children about imagination and not teach them about the fucking ISIS coming over and trying to destroy them with fruit lollipops. I Imagination's going to make my kids gay. Imagine that fucker's riding a rainbow straight to Gayville. I'll tell you what. Next thing you know, they're going to be fucking mice. <laughs> oh, so I got upset. And luckily, my girlfriend was just like, hey, calm down. You bought my ticket, so I'll buy yours. It's okay. And I'm like, no, it's the principle of the matter. And she's like, the principle of the matter is you have one day in Disney World. You better calm down. And I'm like, okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) Alex Jones calms down. Uh, Jones, no smash. No (laughs) smash. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Yeah, so that's that's where I've been. Uh, what is what show are you doing now? By the way, I've I've seen pre it's... I've seen like images on Facebook, and the only image I've seen is legit like the Morton Salt Girl. So I just assume you're doing a salt play. Yep. Um. Do you know the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice? Orpheus. Oh, or or Orpheus and uh, Salty Girl. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, it starts with Orifice opening um, himself. Uh-huh, and then just salt pours out. And salt pouring out of Orifice. Uh-huh. 
out of the and orifice. And the DJ, yeah, you're the DJ goes, uh, she falls down a waterfall of salt, salt fall, yeah, um, into the underworld. Oh, okay, I see. And there's no salt in the underworld, and that's what she lives no. off of. And so- exactly. So she has to be rescued by Orifice. As he sings and salt pours out of his mouth. Oh, God! And has to eat the salt oh, you, once every six months. Like a baby bird. Like the mama bird. comes down and just spits salt on the... <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so no, that's, that's the play that's the Blake's show. in. Oh, man. So who do you portray in this salt play? Um, I actually portray one of the... Um, one of the giant salt rocks that's in the underworld. Oh, like, okay. Salt isn't allowed in the underworld in its consumable form. Oh, it's only the um, giant salt rocks. Exactly, because the rest of the people in the underworld who are also sustained off of salt, they have to pay to lick the salt stones. Oh, okay. Now, are you are you the one who gives like the extra lick to your Yuri, where you're just like, <laughs> "Come here, child." Take an extra Take an extra Take an extra lick child And of course his name is As pointed out by Salty Frank Dwayne the Salt Rock Johnson (laughs) (laughs) If you taste What the salt is Cooking No fucking shit One of the dudes That is in this play with me He goes by the name G. Dwayne Johnson. Yes! And of course, the uh, G stands for Good God! That's Dwayne Johnson. He And it is The Rock, yes. Yes, and it actually is The Rock. I am in a small community theater play in Birmingham, Alabama with The Rock right now. I just want everyone to know this. Oh, I've seen it on his Instagram, his Snapchat all the no. time. He's just like, alright, just got to the set. Dwayne, we're in the middle of a performance. You can't do that. Nah, 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 don't worry about it. How you people feel out there, crowd cheers. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm the rock salt. I mean, he is. Like, he is the largest rock in the underworld. He is the lord rock of the underworld. I just feel like it's very strange, the scene where all the children gather around (laughs) Dwayne Johnson and start licking him. (laughs) Oh, my God. See... That's the majesty of, like, we all, all of the, all the salt rocks, we appear in these giant paper mache foam cutout rocks. Yeah, yeah, except for Dwayne. He has... Except for Dwayne. Yeah, he's got arms busted out on both sides and then a cardboard cutout, like the cutout, and it's his face popping through. Well, he actually just comes out in a banana hammock. It's very strange. Lick away, children. Yuridichi, come here. And in the end, uh, Yuridichi does marry the rock. Yeah, yeah, which does kind of make Orifice mad. He's like, fucking, yep. dude, this is my play. And he's like, no. <laughs> I can't wait for when I go see it because I'm going to come up. You know I'm going to come up to you afterwards and be like, that's fucking bullshit. Where was Dwayne at? Oh. I'll introduce you to Dwayne if you want. Oh, man. And you know what else I'd want, Blake Tanner? 
this segment to end. I want all of our lovely viewers, listeners, and all of you out there to go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go support these good BS boys right here. We've got tons of perks over there for you. We, of course, have our official BS Discord. You can join us, chat. I, I even do streams sometimes on twitch.tv where uh, I think last night we did the forest and we do do different stuff with all of our discord people all the time it's fantastic and of course if you donate any amount dollar or more you get shouted out every single week like the patreon saint herself deborah moore like scott moore like alvis edgehart like salty frank like miss jenny side like all of our patreon saints but, of course, if you want to get shouted out like that, ladies and gentlemen, the only way to do it is over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Dude, <laughs> damn it, Captain Tibbs. Uh, uh, I'm so glad that I got Tibbsbot up and running. Yeah, I got Tibbsbot going for our chat. I'm excited because we're finally getting to a point where the B- or where the Patreon shout-out is getting long and overruly. Like, that's my favorite. Soon we're going to have to we're going to have to up those prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I guess we should have mentioned this. Salty Frank isn't in your play as one of the salt licks, is he? Well, no, he's one of the salt children. He's one of the salt children. The child, Salty Frank. So, um, so for those, <laughs> so for those of you out there who uh, don't listen to all the B- other BS Network products, we do have another show called Opposite Attractions. Where me and my buddy uh, Jim come up with our own theme park, our own theme park rides. And of course, going to Disney World, I started to think of like uh, this week's ride. And I can't remember why, but I just started thinking about doing a Charlotte's Web themed ride. I can't remember why. And then I got into Charlotte's Web, and Blake, Charlotte's Web is deep. I am. Okay, yeah. I got into Charlotte's Deep Web, and I just kind of want us to make it. <laughs> Uh, then I went to like her Silk Road, and I did not like what I saw. <laughs> I in did Charlotte not enjoy Silk Road. what I saw, and so I kind of wanted to come up. I really like the idea of doing a sequel to Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web Two: The Deepening. Charlotte's Web Two: The Deepening, and I liked the idea of like what happened afterwards. Like Charlotte gets famous, and like goes on. Hey, Scotty. What? I don't know how long it's been since you read the book. A very long time. Why? What, hey, what's up? In the Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte like gets end, Charlotte gets famous for being a writing spider, right? No, she dies because she's a spider. <laughs> what? That was the okay. That's my new favorite description of any. She died. You know, like a spider would. Because she's a fucking spider. Spider. They don't live that long. I just really like the idea, though, of like... Because, you know, the whole book is like... Yo, this pig is so awesome. Some fucking pig, you know, right? Like, you think that's the big deal. There's a spider that can write. There's a spider that understands the concept of English and how to write. That's the big deal. These animals are sapient beings, which really, really raises a lot more concern to me. Yeah, but I just love the concept. Like, firstly, the pig pig ain't shit. Pig's just a pig. Fuck that pig. I want a sequel. I guess guess it's Charlotte's dead. Mm. 
Fucking, there's our sequel. This... That's the sequel title right there, Charlotte's Dead. Um, Charlotte's Dead. But I really like the idea of in Charlotte's Dead, one of her... Because she apparently, she has three kids. Uh, well, she has a lot of them, because spiders don't have just a few. But uh, yeah. um, one is named Nellie, and the other two apparently named themselves Joy and Aranea. Er- looks- yeah, because this is actually, like, this is where I was thinking about going. Like, as soon as you said we're making a sequel... Of course, my first thought was, well, Charlotte's fucking dead. Let's do the kids. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Charlotte, in fact, died because I was like, oh, this is a children's book about a spider and a pig becoming friends. Uh, I doubt that a fucking, like, murder would happen in it. But, um... As a matter of fact, I believe the fact that, like, the reason that Charlotte wrote on her web was to keep the pig from getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it was, because they were like, we're gonna kill this pig. And then the spider had written some pig above him. Which, by the way, that's not the best phrase. Some pig. It sounds like she's insulting the little motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some pig. I mean, they didn't even even wait for you to grow all the way up before they turned you into bacon. Yeah, we (laughs) should kill this thing. Ah, some pig. Fucker. But I like the idea... So, I like the idea that... Which spider do we want to focus on? Because one I want to focus on... Do we focus on Nelly, Joy, or Aranea? I like the idea... Apparently, Wilbur names Nelly... I think those two are now in a uh, pseudo-romantic relationship. Well, I think that this is just a perfect time to get some, like, Game of Thrones point of view shit in. Oh, okay. So... Like, at the beginning opening... (laughs) And you just see the wave of the thousands of children that Charlotte had in their little, like, web parachutes just, like, floating across the (laughs) land... And each of them lands, like, in a set space, and that's where they're going to do their good deeds. I'm sorry. So they can put right what once went went wrong. (laughs) No, I just got... Oh, fuck it. What's the name of... It's, um... Uh, Daenerys. She's the one that marries Khal Drago, right? I love the concept of Wilbur covered in face paint. It looks like Cal Drago. And then fucking Nelly the spider looks like Daenerys. (laughs) And they're head of one thing. Um, I just, I, at what point does one of the spiders use its special writing ability to gain fame? And then how far into it? Do they write a racial epithet and then get kicked out of fame fame forever? Oh, well, I was just going to go the other route and say, like, they let the fame get to their head and they kind of start to shun their family and friends and then they kind of just end up, um, I guess, in, in, in a gutter. Yeah, except that's... Eating f- flies? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess that's fine. I'm just saying at one point... I. I bet she gets interviewed. Okay, it's a very right-wing Republican angry spider. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she's a guest star on Alex Jones. Yes! <laughs> oh, man. I wish Jon Stewart still hosted The Daily Show for this joke. Okay, for this joke to work, Jon Stewart still hosting The Daily Show. It's <laughs> fucking... All right. Up next, we have our our finale, our famous spider cohort. 
Nelly, what do you think of John Stewart? And it pans over, and there's a spider web that says "some Jew." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, so... Oh, God. No. So, so then everyone's mad because of this uh, horrible attack on Jon Stewart that the spider made. Spider, it now has to do children's parties and is smoking crack outside of houses. <laughs> then she has to go back to Pig Drogo and his, and his spider bride, Nelly. And be like, please let me back into the home. And they're like, we are what you said about Jon Stewart, you fucker. No. It's, it's real weird, man. So, at, at its wit's end, this spider is in New York City. Just in a, just in a heat, mm -hmm. crumpled, forgotten, sad. And you see a pair of feet walk down and they bend over. And you look up and you see the kind, gentle eyes of none other than Jon Stewart. <laughs> and he says, I forgive Come you. Come on. I forgive you. Let me help you. you. I forgive you. And, this, it, and then he squishes No, it. then he writes some Jew again, but this time it's positive. It's, oh, that's some Jew. It's got a, yeah, it's got an exclamation point at the end, <laughs> yeah. so you know it's good. And he, he's like, it's still kind of offensive just to blatantly call me Jew, but okay. I guess we'll but work I mean, with I guess I'd do it, so... Yeah. Also, Alvis Edgehart has a very, very interesting point. If it's physically impossible for pigs to look up into the air, how did he notice the web in the first place? Oh, he, he of course, was rolled over on his back and looked down. <laughs> okay, you just described the cutest thing of all time. Just a pig rolling around on his belly and looks up and he just sees some pig written above him. And then he smiles, a piggy smile. He smiles that pig smile we're all, we all know pigs to have. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Charlotte. Was Charlotte oh. an old spider or like a young? I can't remember. Like, also, is there a moment mm -hmm. where uh, our, our Jew-hating spider goes off into like she's she walks on her eight legs towards the firstly she definitely loses one of the legs right like that's you get well see for a spider you gotta lose at least two legs to become officially like spider disabled okay well i was just gonna say we could pull like the oh they lost a limb angle without it really mattering too much so she kind of, she crawls to the road, and she looks into, like, this mud puddle, and she sees herself as she is, but then it fades back to herself as a spider child with everyone, and she's just like, oh, I used to be worth something. I, and then I had to work for, Al wait, no, 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 she's not racist, but Alex Jones drove her to racism. Alex Jones put something in the water. That's what... <laughs> no, no, no. He, she didn't even make the web. He made the web. And this is when you find out Alex Jones is a spider person. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I did it to frame her. And then... Because you know what? Yeah. Alex Jones was one of Charlotte's children. <gasps> oh, my God. 
Oh my god, the darkest cut of all time. Also, and he was jealous. He's jealous of Wilbur the pig because Wilbur got much like got more attention from his mother than he did. Well, his mother was dead when he was born, so that's not difficult. It's okay. I think he was probably from an earlier He was from, from an Charlotte earlier Mays. batch. He's the forgotten child. Okay. Hey, what spider did Charlotte, like, have spider sex with to have the babies? Oh, hold on. Did she eat him afterwards as spiders are wont to do? No. Alex Jones is the father. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy shit. He's still a spider man. Alex Jones. Oh, wow. Salty Frank brings up a good fa fact. That explains why Alex Jones hates frogs. Frogs eat spiders. But no, I think we're uncovering the mystery, the actual mystery of Alex Jones. Alex Jones fucked a spider, and then, <laughs> and then the spider tried to kill Alex Jones, and he's like, no, get away from me, and then he runs away before she could, that was the one. No, wait, the way that you were, like, the way that you are setting that situation is it was definitely not consensual. No, 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 no. It was perfectly consensual spider sex, and afterwards, Alex Jones was about to... He was just laying in his afterglow smoke. Oh, so she was about to go spider on him. Yeah, yeah, he was smoking a spider off. cigarette, looking over at his spider bride, and then she's like, all right, time to eat you. And he's like, wait, what? No! And then he feels the ultimate betrayal, and he never got closure because she died. Yes. Is this one, is that the moment that he discovered that he could somehow just change into a human form? Yeah, 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 that's, <gasps> dude, that, oh my god, and then, like, okay, okay, I've, I've got the ending of the movie. So, Alex Jones, finally, they all end up living in, um, they end up living in Wilbur's, uh, pig shack, and Alex Jones, hey, come on down to Wilbur's pig shack. <laughs> So Alex Jones finally finds the location of the pig of the uh, of the pig shack and breaks in and he's mad and he's got an axe and he's just like, <laughs> I can't if believe. You see a barnyard sign on the side of the road that says fifteen <laughs> miles to the pig shack. I like that you did like a pig suey call for <laughs> pig. So Alex Jones. He breaks into the fucking pig shack, and the spiders all scatter. Hey, the pig shack. <laughs> pig shack. <laughs> okay. Also, there's definitely an eight-legged pig, right? There's definitely an eight-legged yep. pig litter from uh, <laughs> Pig Drago and his love baby. And his love baby. Yep. So. Uh, and Spideris. Yeah, <laughs> Spideris. And so this pig shack has belonged to Wilbur since he was a child, which means this is also where you could see the remnants of, like, the some pig web. You see remnants of all of, like, all the old webs, like, the ones the babies have made and the ones Charlotte made. And Alex Jones... As a matter of fact, like, they never buried Charlotte. She's still up there. <laughs> oh, just wait, my friend. Alex Jones is about to kill our main character, Spider... Like, bringing up the axe, about to bring it down. But as he does, he looks up. And he sees a spider web that just says, I'm sorry, AJ. 
and it's got Charlotte hanging off of it. And Alex is like, she was sorry. She was. And then Alex Jones forgives himself and then turns. (laughs) Okay, I was going to say he turns into one spider. I much prefer the idea that a poof and then a giant pile of spiders come down. And he was a. He creates. He was a massive His own litter. Of spider babies. Just so many spider babies. And that's, uh, that's our new film. That's our new, Charlotte's Dead, the, uh, the AJ Chronicles. Charlotte's Dead, Charlotte's Web 2. Charlotte's Web 2, Charlotte's Dead. Sorry. Spoilers. (laughs) Oh, man. And then the movie... Okay, hold on. Salty Frank says, Then the movie cuts to Fern, the girl who owns Wilbur, and she's coming out of a massive drug trip. (gasps) That's what it is, too. She's been on LSD this whole time. (laughs) She's just imagining. Uh Uh-huh. To be fair, the the first Charlotte's Web, probably she was on LSD as well. Guys, it says some pig. Look at it! It says some pig! Oh no, sweet. <laughs> yes, of course. You've been dipping into daddy's magic paper again, hadn't you? Look at the pig! The pig's talking! Alright. Honey, I told you, daddy's magic paper isn't for young girls. You don't. You got into dad's Listerine tabs, I see. <laughs> dad's special Listerine paper. Don't fucking. <laughs> Which, by the way, off topic. That was a little bit of a buck wild thing that happened for a while where Listerine was like, what do people have? Bad breath. How do we get rid of it quickly? Same way they do LSD tabs. All right, Craig, you're a little fucked up, but okay. How many people do you think tried to put LSD onto a Listerine tab? All of them. Let me. If you've been around LSD and been around Listerine tabs, it is not a far jump to go, huh? Join them together, and we're done. So nowadays, these fucking kids everywhere putting their LSD onto Tide Pods. Put their LSD on Tide Pods. I swear to God. <laughs> so Jesus, I didn't think Charlotte's Dead was gonna have as much. E- Blake, I'm about to have to say something, and I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm going to apologize beforehand. But I didn't realize the Charlotte's Web goof would have so many legs. But it does. <laughs> I just knocked down a tower of dice that I've been building for the last 20 minutes while I was having the greatest time of my life. <laughs> Talking to my buddy about Charlotte's Web. And then you ruined it. And then this low-hanging, rotten fruit just came down It was from the so low-hanging, I did And smashed it, onto my dice. It was so low-hanging, I just held... I didn't realize I was... I didn't realize I was saying the joke as I was saying it, which is why I had to stop myself. This fruit was so <laughs> low-hanging... I held my hand off of a motorcycle and it just kind of fell in there. Jesus Christ. That's some joke. That's some joke. 
Oh, and Blake, oh, Blake, I'm looking up in the corner of my room right now, <laughs> uh-huh. and I see this giant spider web, yep. and it says, some merch. Oh, and no. if you want some good merch, ladies and gentlemen, go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, pick you up some load of BS merchandise. We design a brand new shirt every single month. Of course, this month we have a shirt commemorating the release of BS versus the gods, the brand new novel mm-hmm. by Bartleby Jones, and definitely not, definitely not written by me and Blake. Absolutely not. So we, of course, have shirts yep. commemorating that. We, of course, have... All of our shirts, of course, made of 100% hand and leg spun spider silk. Spider silk, exactly. Uh, you can get a giant... You can get a shirt that's just a close-up on Blake's face, and that's it. We have all kinds um, of... The new version of that one is gonna come out and it's gonna say, Some Blake. <laughs> some Blake. <laughs> Do you want some Blake on your face? <laughs> Do you want some Blake on your chest? But, of course, that's all available to you only if you go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, which means Blake. It's time for March Madness in January. It's January. Well, I... It's not even February. It is January. Well, we were... I was sitting at my, uh... I was sitting at my... In my, um hotel room after a very lengthy day at Disney and I felt like I was gonna die like my legs hurt there was a point where I did have a panic attack and thought I was going to die I was like I was sick a few days ago and I walked a lot and I'm gonna leave this mortal coil but then something came to me something beautiful and it told me to come on and slam and welcome to the jam and it was Space Jam and I realized Mm -hmm. If we have a skill, if anything else in this uh, on this fucking dumb podcast mm. we do, it is to find the most ridiculous movies of all time and admonish them for how ridiculous they are. Which is why I want... I, I think that our ability to do that has been completely invalidated by the last 20 or so minutes. <laughs> Well, no, we create our own Buckwild movies as well, but we also are able to, like, look and be like, this movie is insane, which is why I proposed to you this idea a few days ago, which is the BS Buckwild movie tournament, where me and you, for about eight weeks, bring, just bring to the table a movie we think is insane, and then we argue their merits, and then we have a full-fledged tournament to determine the most buck-wild movie of all time. Okay. Uh, now, I, I've, I guess we've both kind of kept ours secret. Would you like to go first, or...? Um, hold on. I need to, I need to get some, or I need to get my notes <laughs> all in a... I, ever since the, you reminded me that we were doing this earlier today, I, I was reminded of something that I was looking up a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and no. And I think that I may have already gotten, like, at least a semi-finalist right here. Holy shit! Damn it, now I'm afraid, because I, I, I held off on putting Space Jam in. I was like, I'll wait on Space Jam, but damn, you're kind of making me want, wish I was, I brought it in. Uh, well, I've, I've got this guy kind of like... I've got another one uh, in the chamber as well, if you want me to start off a little slower. No, no, no. Hit it hard. Start off hard. All right. This is a first-round draft pick. 
This is, of course, a 1989 animated musical comedy drama film, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, okay. That one's it. Okay. I'm going to look up as well. So, because, make your case. Okay. This movie is so fucked up, my dude. <laughs> okay. There we go. Um, so, have you ever seen this movie, Scott? I have heard the name of this movie roughly 5,000 times, and I have not... Oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry, I just went to the plot on Wikipedia. But yes, uh, <laughs> I'm aware of this film. Yes. Alright, so this film revolves around uh, basically two main uh, characters. They're both dogs, Charlie B. Barkin and Itchy Itch Itchford. Itchy Itchyford. <laughs> so, this movie starts out with these two talking dogs escaping from the fucking dog pound. Okay. And they have to tunnel out. So, within the first five minutes of this, these two dogs are put in mortal fucking peril as they almost drown trying to escape this dog pound. Jesus. Which Charlie, I think Itchy was trying to get Charlie out by helping, like, tunneling in, and the both of them were trying to get out or something like yeah. that. And it finds out that, like, Charlie B. Barkin is a dog that owns a casino. <laughs> A casino for dogs, and he was put in the pound by his uh by his old business partner, who's of course named Carface Carruthers. <laughs> so these two guys escape from the pound. As they are escaping, as they get above ground, they are shot at. What the fuck? Like the pound guards. This is a fucking dog pound. They start shooting at them. Okay. This is the first two to three minutes of the movie. Jesus Christ. Also, the main character is voiced by Burt Reynolds. I want to point that out. I'll just ha I'll be here for your, like... I'll be here for, like, the, uh, the fun did you know <laughs> sections. Okay. So, of course, as soon as they get out, they go back to the dog casino. Mm -hmm. And... There, uh, the main thing that happens in this casino are the rat races. Where uh, okay. they just race some little rats. <laughs> that that's it. It's just like it's like dog racing, <laughs> but for dogs, dogs, dog racing is rats. Uh huh. Also, this is one of the only movies that I think I've ever seen have not ever tried to hide the fact that these dogs are drinking beer. Oh my the god. All of these dogs are drunk on people beer in this casino. People beer. Um also, if I remember correctly, like you exchange your chips and stuff in the casino for like raw or rotten meat. Oh no. There oh, there's also prostitute dogs. There's a lot of prostitute there's dogs. Prostitute by the dogs? way, my dude. Because She's got, like, this bright blue eyeshadow on. Yeah. And holy shit. Um, this is <laughs> Okay, the, the way you big... said that implied, I'd fuck that dog. <laughs> I'll no. tell you what. i got that bright no. blue eyeshadow on. I'd fuck that dog. We're just so quick. You're just so, like, not into, the, so far into this movie. Their first thing is, like, is a song called You Can't Keep a Good Dog Down. Uh-huh. 
um, which is a really, really interesting song. You've just gotta, you've just gotta look that one up. All right. To really, really get that. Um, oh, Charlie was on death row, by the way, when he escaped from the pound. God, Blake, you were still within like the first paragraph of this. Right. Um, so let's go on a little bit quicker. Um, Charlie meets with Carface. Carface is not happy to see Charlie again, so he, he and his, uh, associate Killer, uh, his name is Killer, by the uh -huh. way, they plan to get rid of Charlie. This plan involves getting Charlie stone-fucking-drunk, taking him out to the docks, and running him over with a car. What the fuck is this movie?! Yes. Um, he was, he is so fucking wasted, by the way. This, I've never seen a more drunk character in a movie, and this is for children. Oh my god. Now, it never shows the car explicitly hitting Charlie, but you know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, I, so, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, Charlie uh, dies. the dog does in fact go to heaven, I assume. He does, because all dogs go to heaven, even though Charlie is definitely no saint. Yeah, cl clearly. S yep, so he's welcomed in into heaven by uh, an angel dog or something. I can't remember much about this part, except for, like, he learns that he's been murdered, and he learns that he has this, like, watch. And as long as that watch is ticking, he can still live on Earth or something. So he steals his watch, and then he goes down, back down to Earth to get a second chance at life. And as he goes down, he learns from, I think, the watch or something that says that, You can never come back, Charlie. If the watch run stops ticking, you will die and go to dog hell. But all dogs go to heaven, though! Not if you fuck up your second chance, my dude. Oh my gosh. Um... So, Itchy, of course, his buddy, knows that Charlie has been murdered until he just shows right back the fuck up next to him. Are you a Jesus dog? Nope, I'm back. Charlie, of course, his plan is to ruin Carface and not, like, get back at him by just killing him, which I guess is kind of cool that he doesn't go straight for the murder route. Yeah. Um, this is when they introduce the cute, lovable orphan character that can talk to animals. Um, because apparently in this movie, you can only talk to animals of your species. So dogs can't talk to rats. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Dogs can't talk to horses, things like that. Um, and so like they steal this orphan that has already been kidnapped and like being held hostage by Carface. That's how he wins all the rat races. Um, oh my God. Oh, do you know another fucked up thing? This orphan? Mm -hmm. This was this orphan was voice acted by the girl who voice acted Ducky oh. on The Land Before Time who was murdered by her own father. The end. Okay. Uh also uh the the main character voiced by Burt Reynolds, the sequel he's now voiced by Charlie Sheen. The sequel to that, he's voiced by one of the lead actors off that show, Wings, which is a real... Oh, no. I've never seen a more accurate, like, flowchart of <laughs> original to sequel to third direct-to-video sequel. Yep. 
Oh god, there's so much. Okay, so anyway, Charlie and Itchy, they take the girl away. They promise that they're gonna give her, like, a good life and stuff, even though they're, like, Charlie's just leading her on for his own ill-gotten gains. Mm. They win money at the, like, the horse racing track. It's enough for Charlie to, uh, make his own new casino, I guess. Why um, not? Yeah. Yep, there's this scene with some, like, orphan puppies where Charlie, like, gives them some pizza to keep try to win over the orphan girl. Um, and so this is when we get to the point where one of the most horrible animations, uh, like, just terrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah. The all dogs go to heaven hell scene. He goes to hell. He gets sucked up into a black tornado. What? He gets torn apart by black scary little bats and there's a dragon holy shit i think that might be where you need it because like we're already running a little bit late but that may be where you okay. need to end it do you have any more no because i have not even gotten to king croc or um oh my god where a king gator rather who is as described an enormous sexually ambiguous creature <laughs> The only way that Charlie survives King Gator is by singing with them. Which already breaks the rules of, like, you can only talk to your own uh, animal species, by the way. Long story short, he's, uh, the, he and the orphan, like, um, ran away and people are looking for them because he, she almost got adopted and Charlie took her away again. Then they ended up with King Gator because Carface tried to kill them. Um, they escape from Carface. Now that King Gator is Charlie's friend, King Gator chases after Carface and fucking eats him. Oh my god. Um, and Charlie dies and his clock runs out because he saves uh, the orphan girl and uh, Anne. Um, so he really does go to doggy hell for a little while. But in the last scene, she uh, Anne uh, gets adopted and she adopts Itchy. And oh my the very last scene, you see like uh, Charlie pop up from hell like on a day trip to visit. And then he gets taken back by Doggy Heaven. I'm I'm just casually going to change my Twitter uh, bio to giant sexually ambiguous crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so damn it! Yeah, you have a lot more on yours than I do, which is weird because I've thought about it more. Oh no! Okay, oh. mine plot-wise is not as buck wild as yours. But on just on how wrong, how wrong everything is. Okay. It's pretty up there. Um, and that, of course, is uh, a, a different giant sexually ambiguous green individual. And that's the 2003 version of the Hulk. Um, oh, God. <laughs> firstly, uh, pretty obvious question, Blake. I'm going to start off with, what's the Hulk's name? What's the name of the Hulk? I mean, you mean the guy that turns into the Hulk? Yeah, what's his name? What's that boy's name? His name is Bruce Banner. No, it's not. <laughs> no, his name is Bruce Krinsler. In the 2003 fucking Hulk movie, they're like, huh, 
What's that thing that they do in all the comic books where they have, like, the first letter and the last letter of the name be the same? Fuck that! His name's Bruce Krinsler. God, I forgot how much of a shit show that movie was. Um, well, it could have been worse because apparently under consideration for the lead of the film was Johnny Depp, not bad, or Stephen Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Okay. God, I would have loved a Steve Buscemi helmed Hulk movie where he's like, Hey, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, his eyes start fucking bugging out and shit. Um, let's You mean that last scene I also liked in that movie how it almost felt like the Hulk's size changed just about every damn time he changed into the well, Hulk. Well, that's because the 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 plot behind it was the more angry he got, the bigger he got. Which is not, I think it may be canon, but it works a lot better in comic books where, like, frame to frame you can kind of tell. No, not in a movie. I also really enjoy, under the Wikipedia article, Sam Elliott. Firstly, this film features both Sam Elliott and Nick Nolte, which means you have gone over your crazy southern guy (laughs) quota. Um, But I really enjoy that... Elliot accepted the role without reading the script, being too excited to work with Ang Lee. I also like that description. He was too excited. He made a mistake. Uh, in addition, Eli- Elliot researched Hulk comic books. Fucking, really? I would hope so. Um, there's also a pretty buck wild scene in the middle of it. Uh, there's a pretty buckwild scene in the middle of it where they try to contain the Hulk. And instead of doing, like, some awesome, like, meta- like trap him in a metal cage and watch as he bursts out, they just kind of jizz on him. <laughs> there's no better way to... I remember, yeah, the foam stuff. Yeah, they're just like, admit the foam, and then these five army men just jizz all over the Hulk. <laughs> and then he's like, now I'm real angry. I do also like that this is uh, Fat Face Boy Hulk. (laughs) Yep, Fat Face Boy Hulk. Uh, The transformation is kind of the worst when it happens. uh, Because, like, most Hulk transformations, you see the anguish of it. You see the pain as he, like, because it don't feel good. Now, when he turns into the Hulk in this one, he just kind of shakes his head off and is like, Alright, I just took a dip in the pool. Now let's go Hulk around, baby. God. Also, do you know what the name of the villain is? Because you know it was... Uh, uh, Bruce's dad? Well, That's all. <laughs> well, according to a few websites I've seen, he is the Absorbing Man. That's the name of the villain. The Absorbing Man. The Absorbing Man. He sounds like a Batman (laughs) B-villain. They're like, he needs to be the main guy. Jesus. Um, let's see. What? Let me go into the plot. I found a few Buckwild things in the plot. Like the fact that Hulk's dad kills his mom. Which they just... Yeah, I remember that. They bring that up. They're just like, oh, by the way... I killed my wife, and my son is now a giant green fuck beast. I'm sorry. I did that too, kind of. Yeah. I'm sorry. Also, I love the fact that his dad was apparently in the super soldier, like, thing. 
So his dad yeah. was a super soldier. So they just decided to throw Captain America in there. <laughs> and then his dad was a Captain America. His dad was a cap. Was a ca- I was a Captain America for a time. Um, and then a. I mean, this is more of a problem I have with the entire Hulk mythos more than anything else. But the fact that they're trapped in a room with gamma radiation and Hulk or Bruce just thinks, huh, how do I fix this? I'll just put my body in front of it. That should shield (laughs) this man from gamma radiation. It'll be fine. So, yeah. Also, oh, shit. I forgot about Hulk dogs. There were Hulk dogs. They did make the Hulk dogs. His dad uh, injected dogs, dogs with his blood and sent them to kill his girlfriend. This is the... It's got the weirdest... Basically, the weirdest villain plot of all time, which is, I stole your blood, I injected it into some dogs, and now the dogs are going to kill your girlfriend. What do you yep. mean that's weird? <laughs> what the fuck... Oh, uh, I forgot. And then, of course, there just how... there is, in fact, the Buck Wild scene where he skips through the desert. The giant, scary yep. Hulk man skips through the desert. Just having fun. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God, there was one scene I saw. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, but it's like... Okay. It's... <laughs> I looked up Hulk God. desert scene, and the phrase, the Hulk's desert frolic comes up. <laughs> he did a frolic. He did do a frolic. Yeah, he did do a frolic. But, like, just the way he behaved in the middle of that battle is the best. Because I think at one point he yeah. grabs... A- Wasn't that the one where he bit off the tip of a missile and spat it back at the soldiers? That's literally what I was looking for. Yes, he took... Like, Bugs Bunny would take a carrot, bit off the end of the missile, and then spit it at people. Because that's What's how... What's up, Doc? <laughs> because that's how missiles work. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm bringing to the table is the Hulk featuring... Bruce Krinsler fighting his dad, David Banner, who kills people and injects dogs with blood. So, versus Charlie B. Barkin, the casino-owning, child-stealing, heaven-escaping dog, um, and Carface Carruthers. Both of ours... In, the dog murderer. Uh, both of ours feature real fucked up things involving dogs. That's true. I want to send you like the two scenes that I mentioned earlier. Um, it will. It might take a couple of sec, uh, a couple minutes to see both of them. But I just. Oh, I've got. <sighs> God. I'm gonna put in like little clips of it over this, but I definitely do think. I, I definitely think all dog, cause like with mine, I've given my whole. I've given my whole this is why this is buck wild. I've not saved anything. I feel like you can keep going for a few minutes on All Dogs Can Go to Heaven, which is going to help you in the, once we're getting into the semi, the quarters and the semifinals. Yes. I'm probably going to have to... Oh, God. No, don't watch, don't watch the King Gator. I'm going to have to save that for when we get later on. Okay, we'll save King Gator. But yeah, uh, moving on from the first round is in fact uh, 
is in fact uh, all dogs go to heaven conquering the Hulk. A bunch of dogs just beat up the Hulk. Oh man! So I think that I think that the um, all dogs go to heaven's uh, own green monstrosity, King Gator, helped a little bit. Yeah, the sexually ambiguous King Gator. Oh man! So Blake Tanner, mm. what did you learn this week? I learned that King Gator can beat up the Hulk, and I learned that John Stewart is some Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh- where can they find you on the internet, good friend? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Instagram as well. If you like pictures, <laughs> if you like of pictures. me, and of things that I take pictures mm-hmm. of, and you can you can also find me at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V I D Y A. It's not me necessarily, but it's my friends, and we do some stuff every now and again. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E. M.O. Make sure to check out all my books on Amazon. There's Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Resin, and of course the brand new BS versus the Gods, which of course was definitely not written by me and Blake Tanner. But we hope you guys enjoy it nonetheless. It's available for Kindle, and then I'm actually working on getting the physical copies out soon. I'm in the process of having to make sure everything looks right in it right now. Um, make sure if you're watching on iTunes or uh, Stitcher, if you're watching on YouTube, rate, comment, subscribe, do all of that fantastic stuff for us, ladies and gentlemen. Every single little bit helps. Make sure to buy some merch for us over at merch.alotapurebs.com. We make some amazing shirts. They're hella comfy. I'm actually about to buy me mm-hmm. a few uh, a few coming up soon. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS. Dot com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.